Hey everybody, welcome to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with your host, licensed Christian counselors, Dr. Kim and Naomi. Each episode, you will hear the truth of the Word of God in a relaxed, real, and authentic conversation that help you navigate the issues in life and help you stay in the lane God has for you. So grab your coffee and listen to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with Dr. Kim and Naomi. How are you, Nay? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. And as always, we're always trying to figure out um, the podcast thing and the music and how to make it fade and how not to make it yes. fade. We'll get it right one of these days. Yeah, we will. But um, the week's already over. And um, I know you briefly mentioned that there was something that continuously came up in scripture that you were sharing with clients this week. So we thought it'd be relevant maybe just to speak about that and and share it with the the rest of those that listen. Does that sound okay? That sounds good. Okay. We're going to be in God's Word in 1 Corinthians 2. And um, what I was talking to you about is clients who come into the office and um, maybe it's a, a husband or a wife or even dating couples where one is a believer and one isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, there could be uh, one who is a born-again Christian but really isn't acting like a born-again Christian. Um, so I thought maybe we would talk about, uh, like I said, First Corinthians 2, and there's some, there's some good good notes that we have and maybe we could help somebody with it okay what what uh, verse were you <clears throat> had in mind well if we go to first corinthians 2 and we actually uh maybe i'll just read from 9 until 16 is that all right mm-hmm. okay yeah, let's so let's just start there it says but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual and that i think naomi is key comparing spiritual things with spiritual and we'll kind of explain that Mm -hmm. Um, but verse 14 says but the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of god for they are foolishness to him nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord, 
that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. And so, you know, I've had uh, some clients come in and and wondering why if, let's just take um, a wife, Mm -hmm. why, um, you know, she's walking with the Lord and, um, you know, you could see fruit in her life, spiritual fruit in her life, but there's just this tug and pull with with the husband um not being on the same page maybe spiritually with her and not understanding she's not understanding why can they not get it together Mm -hmm. and i think it comes back to the scripture to this this in particular scriptures um because what it what is uh it's explaining about three different types of people. And as our um, Bibles explain, um, there's the natural man, the spiritual man, and the carnal man. Mm -hmm. And so um, we want to talk about that maybe a little? Yeah, like the natural man, it says, is unregenerate and devoid of the spirit, has no appreciation for the gospel, which means that's an unbeliever that has not been born again. Right. Doesn't have the Holy Spirit dwelling within him. Right. Ungenerate meaning not born again. Right. And then the spiritual man, regenerate and possessing spiritual maturity mm-hmm. as seen in freedom from sectarian strife, has a, nat- a nature that responds to the truth, and unbelievers find him difficult to understand. Mm-hmm. So... Um, it, it is so true that when you're walking with the Spirit, you even have a different way of looking at life. Yes. You have a different way of speaking. Right. Um, and it, it, it makes me remember um, about even my daughters in their dating days, in their in dating years now. And, and actually, they these young men that they're dating don't call it dating they call it courting right so just that example right there of saying i would like to court your daughter the world will not understand it their peers their unbelievers are like mm-hmm. well, well what does that mean mm-hmm. what do you mean you're courting um because the world has just um made the word dating so ugly and the description of it can be um full of things that are not godly Right, and I think, um, you know, our kids being in their teens and and 20s, you know, they're trying to figure out what type of person they want to marry. Right. You know, and so courting, kind of an older word versus dating, but dating has just like, that word has been demolished by Mm -hmm. all kinds of secular ways. Um, You know, figuring that out, if if the person that they are with, if they are spiritually like-minded. Correct. You know, because the the third type of person is the carnal man. Mm -hmm. The carnal man is um, a born-again Christian, but living much like an unborn-again Christian. Yeah. And this person uh, may be a believer, but has childish ways. Um, Also um, is an immature Christian, which lives more for human opinion than for Christ. Wow. Yeah. And so here's where the, here's where the um, struggle comes in, 
is if you have a spiritual person, you know, a born again husband, born again wife, but then their husband or wife, or even as we've said, you know, um, couples who are courting, Mm -hmm. um, if the other half of them is um, either a natural person or a carnal person, that's that's a problem. It's a, it creates a conflict. It does create right? a conflict. They're they're not living in unity Mm-mm. as Christ called us to be, um, as a husband and wife is supposed to be, like minded, um, living out their fruits, like minded, and and. Um, putting Christ first in all things. Right. There's, there will be that battle. It's the battle between spiritual things and the things of the world. Right. And I do like this scripture in 1 Corinthians uh, 2.14. Um, let's see. Do I have that right? Yeah, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness. So, I mean, somebody who isn't a born-again Christian, who doesn't have the Holy Spirit in them, they can't understand spiritual things. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, you know, this is, this, is a, this is a struggle in relationship, because I think it goes back to being equally yoked. Mm-hmm. with that person and even as young couples are trying to figure out is this other person who they would want to marry they they have to understand that they need to be with people who are equally yoked mm-hmm. and what do you think that me? definition means what it, when you say equally yoked what's the easy way for people to understand that like-minded spiritually Mm -hmm. like-minded because if you have someone who doesn't believe in the Lord with somebody who does believe in the Lord that's that's a battle yeah Mm -hmm. so basically in a nutshell like both Christ believers both Mm -hmm. both believe in in the same spiritual mm -hmm. things yeah same kind of doctrines yeah they believe in the word of god yes together you Uh know they they have a foundation of of their beliefs don't you think that a lot of people these days are unevenly yoked and then they discover later in their marriage one may become um closer to the lord and want to draw closer to to Christ and is excited for that and start to have passion for that and on fire and their spouse is not on the same page yeah Yeah. don't you see that happening a lot yeah I mean I'll just take my own my own personal example because I wasn't raised in the church um but my husband was Mm -hmm. um so I mean his family is looking at me like, oh my goodness, <laughs> he's connecting with somebody who isn't, isn't equally yoked or of the same mind. Um, but you know what? God can do a wonderful thing, as I believe he's done, because I came to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and have had that relationship over 20 years. And um, this is how I, I wanted to raise our daughter. And, and so, you know, God, could, God, God can do something wonderful with that. Because if we look at 1 Corinthians 7, let's just go over there for a minute. Mm-hmm. 1 Corinthians 7, uh, 12 through 16. Um, there's some good scripture here. Um, let me just read it mm-hmm. and we'll kind of under we'll sure. explain it a little bit. It says, um, if any brother has a wife who do, who does not believe and she is willing to live with him, let him not divorce her. And a woman who has a husband who does not believe if he is willing to live with her, let her not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but now they are holy. But if the unbeliever departs, let him depart. A brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases. But God has called us to peace. Mm-hmm. For how do you know, O oh wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, O oh husband, whether you will save your wife? Right. It's very clear. Yeah. So, you I know. mean, that salvation can happen even if you're not equally yoked. It can happen. So, you know, for those couples that are losing hope, this should give them hope that God is saying, hang in there. He may use you. You know, he mm-hmm. may He may draw your spouse to a love for, for him. And, you know, this also goes to show that, that the Lord does not like divorce. He, no. he really doesn't want a family to be separated and torn apart even if we got it wrong in the beginning right even if we got it wrong in the bit in the beginning because let me tell you what my husband and i you know in the beginning we got it wrong we got a lot of things wrong but that doesn't mean that the lord can't do a work in us right but we all we also have to have willing hearts and, and minds to be able to make those changes that are necessary Mm-hmm. And you know, and, and divorce should never be the first option, ever. Correct, correct. Because the Lord doesn't like divorce. I mean, He says it so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I tell you know my client that comes in that is just you know, um, just feeling like it's not going anywhere. Hopeless. It's hopeless. Yeah. It's very that hopeless because it's just not working. Mm-hmm. Then I always tell my clients, listen, you have to do your part. You have to do your part with the Lord once because one day mm-hmm. we all are going to have to be faced, come face to face with the Lord and be accountable for all of our actions and our words. Correct. Which that's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, client, do what we have said many times before. So the believer, because they have the Holy Spirit, yes, is called to follow Obey the word, be in obedience, be in because obedience. you are the believer out of the two, right. So you you have a responsibility. You do have a responsibility, and in, in, mm-hmm. in obeying 
God's word and doing everything possible. Right. And maybe that looks like you try to get your husband or your wife to counseling. If they just will not go, they won't go then. Mm-hmm. But but what do you need to stay obedient to Christ and and to do? Now, with that said, there's other there's other, you know, factors in this that we're not even going to discuss right now and that's you know if there's abuse in marriage or things like that's that different. yeah that's different. you know that's a whole nother podcast mm-hmm. but um you know if we're just talking an unbelieving spouse and won't go to church with the other one won't read the bible um doesn't have any you know spiritual fruit out of the marriage and um so what's the first thing that we tell them to do? Oh, definitely prayer. Absolutely. And and be specific on your prayer. And I believe like um, you actually go through those three with your client and say, where does your spouse fit? Right. The three right? different kinds of people. Yeah. The, right. Um, the mm-hmm. natural. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're not in the spiritual state or the, or the carnal. Right. So if, if your spouse is in... Um, the the natural man where he's not even saved for goodness sakes you have to pray for <laughs> that his salvation. is exactly exactly what you want to pray for um, prayers are powerful mm-hmm. and, and that's the the weapon we have um, we need to do a podcast on prayer yeah absolutely yeah. and so if they're carnal then you pray where your spouse is I, I always mm-hmm. tell my clients pray where you're at yeah. Pray, pray, even if it sounds like, boy, I shouldn't really pray for that because I don't want to admit that out loud where I'm at. But God knows where you're at. He wants you to know where you're at. Right. And fully surrender Mm -hmm. and ask for his help. So just pray where your spouse is at so that when the Lord answers that prayer. You're ready. And you know he's answered that prayer specifically because you were were specific and detailed. so what else can we pass on to them that they can do? What else do they need to do besides pray for their spouse? Well, like I mentioned, you know, we always go back to Proverbs 4, 25 mm-hmm. through 27. And, and we've kind of renamed that stay in your lane because it does it does talk about just look before your, you know, look right before you. And don't look to the right or to the left. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, that tells me that the Lord wants you to stay in your own lane and do what it is that he would have you do in obedience and trusting him and surrendering things to him that need to be surrendered. Right. Because again, you're the believer. And so you're the believer. your actions have to speak mm-hmm. to your spouse. Right. It because can't, why would he want to, he or she, right. want to change if your actions in yourself hasn't changed for good? Right. So you know, important. I know like early on in, in my walk, um, wanting, you know, my husband to be so much on the same page as I was at the time uh, as a new believer um, you know, I would, I would throw little things at him, like slide that devotional, you know, closer to his pillow at night or, you know, buy him a new Bible or, you know, and sometimes I just, that doesn't work. Yeah. You know, he's on, he's on his path. 
Right. He's in, he has his walk with the Lord. It doesn't look like mine. Right. Mine doesn't look like his. We're all individual. Which goes back to not comparing. Right. That's another podcast. That is another podcast. We humans do that. Mm -hmm. And we shouldn't. And we shouldn't because just exactly like you said, he's on his own path. So he's in his own lane. Yeah. As long as you know your spouse is saved and he has a relationship with Christ, Mm -hmm. he's on his own lane. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the Lord's going to, is going to speak to, uh, to him where he, where, where the Lord needs to speak to him. Yeah. You know, but I think, you know, for, uh, for younger couples who are wanting to get married or they're trying to figure this relationship out about, um, you know, is this a good relationship? Is this what they want? Um, you know, the key is for them both to stay in the Word. Mm-hmm. They have to stay in the Word because this Bible is giving them instruction on on how to do the relationship the way that the Lord wants them to do the relationship. Yeah, and um, God will will speak. He will He will guide you mm-hmm. um, when you're in God's will and you're in obedience. And you're doing what he wants you to do. It'll be things easy. fall. Yes, It'll things fall easy. into place where it's so easy that you're looking at each other, saying, "Is this for real? Yeah, is this for <laughs> real?" Because life is hard when you're doing it without Christ. Mm-hmm. Completely mm-hmm. hard. Been there, done that. We'll never do it again. And you know, we see this in in our own kids. You yes. and your oldest, mm-hmm. and the relationship she's in, and and the relationship my daughter is in. Um, both of these young men are believers, and um, it's it at least seems like to us, to mamas, that their relationship is um, it's equally yoked, mm-hmm. and and it's it's easy. Yes, not that they're not gonna have hiccups in right. life, and right, and they are, but. Um, gosh, it's so much better. Yeah, when they pray together, when they read scripture together, when they're doing church together, they're making Christ the foundation, mm-hmm. which is what every married couple is supposed to do. What Absolutely. We, what we counsel day after day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just to kind of focus on the men for a little bit, you know, when I have a married couple in my office, I really stress to the male you are so important. Yes. You are so detrimental to this family mm-hmm. and to this marriage. Mm-hmm. There is a lot on the men's shoulders. Well, it but is... when they put their own individual um, time with Christ and know who he is, it's not hard then. Right. Because you're relying then, the male, and it's hard for men to do this, to rely on the strength of the Lord. Right. Because they want to be in that natural and just have strength in their own self because right. that's how they're raised to be. Right. But boy, when they get it, mm-hmm. when they get it and they fully surrender and live by Christ, they will have an abundant joy and abundant life with their spouse and their children right. and their fruits will show. Right. Yeah. Well, and you know, for men, I think, you know, they have they have a hard job because the Lord calls them to be spiritual leaders in our families. Mm-hmm. And 
they, um, you know, a lot of men don't, there was no, no one to model that for them. So now here they are starting their lives and um, what do they do with that? You know, they're called to be spiritual leaders. Okay, well, that's a lot of pressure. Um, but, you know, they have to be in the word. Yep. Jesus the, is their model. Yeah. Do not look to other men right. as your model. Right. Don't do the compare thing. No. Get in the word mm-hmm. and say, Jesus, you teach me yeah. how to be a spiritual leader. Right. You guide me and direct my family. And, you know, one thing that I, I do tell my couples is this, too. You know, I don't care how strong of a woman that is in their life, uh, an independent, strong woman. I don't, I don't, I just don't care how strong they are. Independent, strong women need our men to be spiritual leaders. Absolutely. Definitely. That's not lording over them, Mm -hmm. but it's to lead them and grow them in God's word. And so they can, so they can in turn also, help the family in that way Mm -hmm. they both have to have a a relationship that it's spirit to spirit they can relate to each other Mm -hmm. you know just as the scripture says spiritual things understand spiritual things correct but somebody without the holy spirit can't understand spiritual things right it just doesn't work Mm -hmm. so um it's really important yeah so just kind of recapping, um, we hope that this gives those couples out there that have that battle of maybe being um, equally unyoked right now. Mm-hmm. God can do things. Um, so just pray where your spouse is at because you should be spray, pay, praying for your spouse regardless. So recognize where they're at and pray that specifically. Mm-hmm. You continue to be the example if you're the believer in the home. Right, right. And allow your fruits to show to mm-hmm. your spouse and to your children. Because it's the actions. It's it not the words. It's mm-hmm. going to be the actions. And continue to follow Scripture. That means you continue to submit to your husband to be an encouragement and a help and to respect them. That's what women are called Mm-hmm. to do with their spouse yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah yeah so this is uh this has been a a good third podcast i think and i hope that uh a lot of people can take away take away the um the scriptures on um spiritual things yes until next time all righty all righty have a great day yeah you too Thank you for joining Dr. Kim and Naomi on Uncomplicated Truth Talk. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. For any comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at askthecounselors at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Uncomplicated Truth Talk.